up, Sam? What's up, Michael? What did we just do? Uh, we just watched Dune in IMAX. Yeah, we're sitting in my car in the movie theater parking lot. We're joined by two special, special guests. One you know before. Jack Mazza. And? Uh, Sam Williams. And we just we just experienced Dune in IMAX. Sam, what did you think? So, I actually don't feel like we I can talk about it much right now just because it was such a overwhelming experience. I get that. Uh, it kind of defeats the purpose of sitting down to record a podcast. Kind episode. of, but I want to hear your thoughts, and I feel like you'll have good thoughts, and, and maybe the other boys will have good thoughts, too. Uh, well, I, I do empathize with your dilemma, because I am also still processing. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dune, and I absolutely loved what I just saw on the screen. Yeah, so for background, Michael, you've read Dune, and Sam in the back has also read Dune. Mm, yeah, I just finished it on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so it's still really fresh in my mind. And I think that what this movie does uh, is adapts the story very faithfully. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, not, not everything's going to translate uh, yeah. from, from book to the screen. But they did a really good job uh, m- maintaining the, the nuance of a lot of the, the, the political things that happen. And I'm really excited about. Uh, how they're, they're going to finish it. Yeah, because it the title card, this isn't a spoiler, it's in the first five minutes, the title card says part one, and obviously the plan is that this is a part one, part two. So as long as people watch it in theaters and on HBO Max, it will get a part two. Um, but my initial reaction to the movie is, obviously I was super excited for it, and so I started trying, especially today, to manage my expectations, because I was like, okay, I... I need to I need to go in knowing that like it's not gonna be my favorite movie ever because obviously yeah. it'll never live up to those expectations. Um, I'll say while I was super interested in it, for the first third or so, I was kind of waiting for things to get going, but at the same time I don't know what else you could have done because it's you're introducing literally a universe of yeah I mean there's so much world building that they had to do. Uh, and, and there's a lot of characters. I mean, there's there's this stack was this cast was stacked with a bunch of stars. Yeah. Uh, so were there any standout performances there? Uh, I was a big fan of Jason Momoa. Same. Yeah, I was. He's really him great. Out. Uh, looking forward to seeing more of Javier Bardem in a possible sequel because he um, wasn't really in this one much, but yeah. So he plays Stilgar, um, who ends up being a pretty infor- uh, important Fremen character. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So his character is going to be a lot more important in the sequel. Which Warner Brothers, please sign off on the sequel. Please. I there was a scene. If I really couldn't keep track of where we were at in the story as someone who hasn't read the book, and knowing that this was probably going to end kind of cliffhanger ish, more like not. I wouldn't be super fulfilled by the end because it's part one. So I couldn't really gauge where we were at in the story. But if I had to guess, probably like a third of the way through pretty close to when they show up on Arrakis which is where most of the movie takes place on the planet Arrakis there's a scene with a spice harvester and a sandworm and I think it was right around then where I really started to get into it and I was like okay I'm fully on board now um yeah so I I think that they did a good job with the pacing because there's there's a good bit of action that happens throughout the movie but there's a lot where there's just you know plot happening yeah and 
what did you think of the action set pieces, especially the attack on Arrakis? I thought I thought it was really good. I thought the um, um, Harkonnens and the what are the, what's the, what are the guys in white? The Emperors, the Sardaukar. Yeah, Sardaukar. I thought both of them were extremely intimidating. Dave Bautista is kind of the, in terms of the actual army, the military, he's kind of the leader of the Harkonnen, from what I can tell. Is Very it, intimidating character. I think, does, uh, he, he plays Thufir Haywat. He plays the Mentat. Uh, yeah, the Mentat. Yeah. yeah. He's the bear, not Dave Bautista. Yeah. Oh, he's Dave Batista no, he's is the Baron's nephew. Yeah, yeah. the Baron's oh, nephew. Yeah, the yeah. Um, David Desmalchin plays the Mentat. Yeah, because um, the Mentat died. Mm-hmm. D- well, okay. Well, I guess we're spoiling this now. Uh, let's try and keep it pretty spoiler free. But that was a spoiler. Oh, I let it out. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to hear from Jack and Sam. Uh, Jack, we can start with you. What What were your thoughts on the movie? As someone who, because Jack, you haven't read it me either. Uh, they did a really good job exposing the plot and the backstory and getting everybody who hasn't read the book up to speed and understanding. Yeah. You gotta be paying attention. But to jump on the fight scene when they, when uh, a, a, the city in Arrakis gets attacked, they showed the, the general guy, the, the right-hand man, I don't remember his name. Uh, Josh Brolin? Yeah. Uh, Gurney. Yeah, yeah, Gurney Halleck. Yeah. Yeah, so he, they show him like running off and uh, we assume he dies. Mm-hmm. But they know, like, you don't see any more of him. Right. So I, like, I wanted to, like, maybe get some expansion on that. I'm assu- Yeah, I'm assuming because we don't see it. The, the rule for film is if you don't see it, it didn't happen, especially when it comes to deaths. So I'm assuming because we didn't see him die that he's he's still alive. But we're also sitting with two guys who know the answer to that, <laughs> and I don't really want to answer it for me. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but other than that, I thought they exposed the plot really well. Um, did, from the people who did read the book, do, with all of his visions and like the focus on like Zendaya's character, is that actually what his visions were like in the mm. book? I'd say it's probably 50-50. They're definitely trying to, I think, with some of the visions, get people more interested in it a little bit faster than the book does. Because mm-hmm. the book leaves it a little bit more ambiguous, I think. For most of them, so. until later on, yeah, I can easily find it. Yeah, because they're, I guess, enticing you into part two. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, part I, two. I, I agree with the way that Sam described it. Because in the book, they they spend a lot of time. Uh, Frank Herbert just really wants you to to be curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like the way that Paul describes his visions, it's uh, like choosing between two different paths and it, like kind of forks through the future so the way that like he envisions the future isn't so much things that will happen it's things that might happen Got it. Uh, so it, it, it's like this weird mix of mysticism and statistics yeah okay i did appreciate sam was telling me that uh a few weeks ago we were just talking about like um because again he has read it just talking about like the technology in the movie is really interesting because it is the future, but it's not like... I don't know, Sam, how would you describe the technology? Uh, so it's... I've heard it described as, like, post-computers, like, a point beyond computers. Don't know if that'll ever happen, but essentially, like, it's moved almost in an organic sense. Like, um, humans kind of bring the computing power into themselves. Like, 
the Mintat, which is Thufur Hawat, like he's essentially a human computer. So it, it's really interesting to explore that because a lot of a lot of shows and movies they'll have you know hand-to-hand -hand combat and stuff when there's guns around. But this kind of gives a good example of you know how technology can move forward, but you can still preserve things like that. Yeah. I don't know. It was it's interesting. Yeah, I really because I kind of I think you run into with a lot of sci-fi movies the technology just all feels the same it's like oh we made it futuristic so there's kind of the flying it flying car ish thing mm -hmm. uh the the guns are more blasters so they kind of shoot like in energy i guess like you don't have to reload but you kind of maybe you do um but this was a it is a good mix of like it's it's sci-fi but it's also fantasy the the first thing I ever really heard about Dune when this movie was announced was people were saying that it was like Lord of the Rings mixed with Dune, uh, with Star Wars. Um, and There's I, a good bit of Star Wars, mo I, not necessarily references, like motifs coming in. Like when you're introduced to the Baron, it's the same way with the Emperor. Like it's kind of shrouded, like with yeah. Vader. So he's kind of the Vader character. Mm -hmm. Me, this is maybe stretching, but like the Emperor in Star Wars, you don't find out until later on. And I think we're going to, he's this mysterious character in Star Wars and dune yeah and you, we will probably find out about him later on and be a major character yeah well and and star wars was heavily influenced by the book dune right that was like one oh, of the main oh, yeah. so yeah, everything yeah. kind of just goes yeah. in it's loops it's a big old circle yeah, yeah. which is which is pretty cool but there were definitely moments that reminded me of lord of the rings and there were moments that reminded me of star wars yeah. just but uh, it was a whole new thing too so i think this especially if they're able to get a sequel out um and i know there's a HBO Max show coming uh, doing the Sisterhood which I'm guessing is going to be about the Bene Gesserits but mm -hmm. um, I think if this like it almost feels weird calling it a franchise because it doesn't feel it feels classier than that but like if <laughs> this does become a franchise it can it'll definitely take a place with Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and then it'll be Dune where it's just like yeah. well, these are your fantasy Sagas to look, and I guess really. Harry Potter too, but I think it's kind of different with the other those others. It's all dependent on how the execs take it. Yeah. Mm. So please, people. for the love of everything, please see this in IMAX. See it in IMAX, oh, but also now. just please make the second one. There's everybody wants it, and it's making good money overseas. Well, we won't know until it's Thursday night right now. We won't know until Monday what the opening weekend is, but and they're also saying they want it to do well on HBO Max, so. Hmm. We'll see. Well, gentlemen, any closing thoughts? Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, or you can give us a star rating? Uh, I'm definitely going thumbs up. I can't give a star rating right now. Okay. okay. Big thumbs up for me. Thumbs up, for sure. So, obviously, thumbs up for me. I think that if I were to give it a star rating right now, I'm just going to say five. Uh, if I'm ever going to change that, You'll uh, I'm not going to change okay. that. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I concur. Yeah, production I, I quality too. top top notch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of skill going on. There's a lot of skill and care put into this movie. They definitely took their time with it. There was a time when this was coming out um, last December. It was actually start when everything, all the movies were getting pushed. It actually looked like this might keep its release date, and then it got pushed kind of the last second to this October. Um, but Denis Villeneuve, the director, was saying probably around this time last year he was like yeah it's going to be a real push to finish it in, in time in December so as sad as I was that it got pushed 10 months it's probably a good thing that they were able to get the, 
this is a movie that you you want to be finely polished. You don't want to rush and get this thing out on time for, sure. for a release date. So mm-hmm. it, it definitely feels like they took their time with it. And spent a lot of money. Yeah. Thank you, Denis, for making a fantastic movie. Thanks, Denny. Uh, good boy. Thank you, boys, for joining us for this special episode. Uh, probably going to release it Friday, which would be whatever Wait. day you start hearing this on the podcast. <laughs> then, uh, uh, we've got another episode scheduled to release next Tuesday. We're going to try and keep a, a, a regular weekly release on Tuesdays. So you will be back to your regu- regularly scheduled programming <laughs> next week. All right. All right, signing off. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Denise.